You're listening to The Crossroad Podcast with Joey and Kylie Willis. Through redefining effective leadership, The Crossroad Podcast explores what it means to live a life of intention and purpose. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of effective leadership and vibrant living. Hello again. Welcome to the Crossroad Podcast. Today we are wrapping up season two. And the way we're going to do that is by making some connections between season two and season one. So Kylie, what what exactly does that mean in layman's terms? <laughs> well, um, this season we've been talking all about your ability to choose, the power of your choices and um, and how those things affect the world around you affect you. Uh, in in the first season, we talked about how to lead, um, which is how to take ownership of yourself and your life and how to influence others. And so basically what we're doing is we're meshing those two things. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about your choices and your ability to influence others in the world around you through stewarding your choice as well. Yeah, so when we talk about the crossroad, what we mean by that, the reason we chose that as our as a name for what we're doing and as our brand is because life happens in this crossroad between stewarding your own character and being aware of how your choices affect the people around you. And so that intersection is really where we live, where we experience our day-to-day. And so we've been talking about choices in this season. We've been talking about how they affect you and the ways that uh, that your choices matter and how to make better ones. And we want to do that not just because it affects one of those beams, but if it affects the other one as well. So it doesn't just affect your life, it affects the life of the people around you. But before we get into that sort of other beam of affecting others, uh, let's do a quick recap on some of the main focal points that we've talked about this season. Yeah. So the first thing that I think is really important to address is the importance of us making sure that when we are making our choices, we're putting a huge focus on our values um, and making sure that we are making choices that are coming from a place where um, we are living out our values to the best of our ability um, and towards something. Um, And so... What I'm basically trying to say is that we want to focus on our values and our vision um, as we are making choices and decisions, that we are living out our values to the best of our ability while also being intentional about the steps we're taking and making sure we're actually headed in a direction that is meaningful and that matters to us. Yeah, so we all make decisions from a certain foundation, and that foundation could be what are other people going to think about this? Uh, The foundation could be, what do my parents expect me to do? And so as we make our choices, we tend to build on the foundation that's there. So one of the main takeaways for this season is build a foundation based on your values, what really matters to you. It's the only thing that's going to feel true and going to feel stable as you progress through life. It's going to help you be consistent. Because so many other of the foundations we adopt are circumstantial, they change over time, they're temporal. And so leading with our values with an eye towards vision is a way that we can make more effective choices, choices that are most in alignment with who we are and what really matters to us 
which is ultimately why you're listening to this podcast and, and what you really want. The next thing is to face reality with, with courage. I mean, so much of what we do is to try to avoid the truth, the reality of what's happening around us. Well, I think so much what we do is to avoid pain, which I guess what you're saying is reality is painful. Well, yes, painful and also uncertain. I don't know if maybe I'm using those as synonyms, uh, but at least they're they're both true. And so I think what we try to do in the avoidance of pain is adopt an alternate reality that is less painful. And so if I don't have to operate within the rules and restrictions of what's really going on, I can make it uh, something where I shift blame on somebody else, some narrative where I'm the good guy, somebody else is the bad guy, so they need need to change. And all of these sorts of things feel safe and more comfortable and easier up front, but they can undermine our ability to make effective choices. So we want to have a foundation of values. We want to keep an eye on our vision. We want to not be afraid of reality. It's not the enemy. No matter how painful or uncomfortable it is, starting from a place of reality is the best thing to do. And the last thing, which is not unrelated to the first two, is to just have the courage to keep trying. Um, when you make a mistake, understand that one isolated choice is not definitive. Uh, it's an opportunity for us to continue to make choices. We did a whole episode on how to recover from a bad choice. Uh, we made we did a whole episode on what do you do when you're just not sure about choices. And in both of those situations, courage is absolutely key to success. Yeah, I think ha- adopting the perspective that Every day and every opportunity is a new opportunity to try, um, that we aren't necessarily set for the rest of our lives on the track that we're on, but we can intentionally make choices that will take us down a different and better path, um, but yeah, you're right. Like that absolutely takes courage because we are so much more comfortable with the devil we know than the devil we don't know. Um, and in order to go down a path we don't know, what we have to do is wrestle with the second point, which is uncertainty. Um, wrestle with not quite knowing how things are going to work out. Whereas we tend to actually lie to ourselves um, when we just keep going down the path we're familiar with because we think we know what's going to happen, right? We're so familiar with what's going on um, and so many of the same patterns have been repeated over and over again that we think that this is just going to keep happening for the rest of my life. And at least I know what's going to come at me. And so it really does take courage to choose a different path and say, I might not know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I do know that the reality that I'm living in right now might not be the best reality for me. It might not be the healthiest. And I really want to change my uh, the trajectory of where I'm going, um, which is absolutely possible for each and every one of us. And I can actually say, like, from personal experience, I... Um, at one point in time in my life was on a really horrible trajectory, um, but it was comfortable. Um, I, I knew what was coming. Um, and it sometimes takes really taking a deep look at yourself and recognizing like that this is not good for me. It's not healthy for me. It's not healthy for the relationships around me. Um, and I need to do something different. And it's terrifying, but it's totally possible. Yeah, and I think an, another thing for me in my personal experience is to measure my choices based on 
obviously on my values, we just talked about that, but also just to base it on my courage. Uh, I think that we often think about choices and we think, how do I get myself into a place where I make choices that I always feel great about and that always help my cir- help guide my circumstances to what I want them to be? And certainly making good choices, making better choices do have an element of that uh, of that efficacy in terms of a practical thing. But I think the greater truth is that we're never going to feel a hundred percent sure about what we're doing and we're never going to manipulate or guide our circumstances so that they work out exactly the way we hope for them to be. And so courage is a key, not just for like changing our patterns and not just for uh, changing our circumstances into something different, but just for understanding that the most important aspect of our decision-making is the character that is revealed through it, not the circumstances that come on the other side. Mm -hmm. So I can't control how people are going to respond to my choices. I can't control what's going to happen to me. But what I can control is my ability to choose and my ability to make choices that are based out of a, a, a good place. They're based out of a foundation of values. And so the courage part for me comes through this idea of just don't be so afraid of what might happen or what people might think and just try to do the best that I can with the situations that are presented. And like Kylie has said multiple times this season and already this episode is everything is an opportunity. When people reject you, it's an opportunity. When people make fun of you, it's an opportunity. When people praise you, it's an opportunity. And each of those opportunities is a chance for me to reveal my character through the choices that I make. And that's always going to be a messy, difficult process. It's never going to be finished. Yeah. I think that the Something that I'm noticing just as we talk through this is these three things like focusing on your values and vision, facing reality, and continuing to try and having courage aren't mutually exclusive. Um, They actually all intertwine together, right? And so we have to have a vision. In order to know where we're going, we have to know where we are. Sounds a little bit like they're here path to me. Um, But also we have to have courage to actually take the steps in the direction that we want to go. Um, And so all of these things, and just like in season one, we talk about with all of our crossroad tools, Everything blends together to create a healthier um, perspective of the world um, and a framework for us to actually try, um, try to do something that is really purposeful and really meaningful. Yeah, so we want to finish up this season talking about how do the choices you make affect your ability to lead. And one of the things we say at the crossroad over and over again is uh, the first person you have to learn to lead is yourself. And that's what this season has been about, making choices, making decisions, um, adopting a perspective around decision-making that stewards your own character, that helps you to better lead yourself. And as we do that, we can't help but run into the reality that what we do and who we are affects the people around us. None of us are really operating in a true, in true isolation and in, in a silo. Um, and so our, the decisions we make have an impact on the people around us. Not only that, but if you think about a drop of water, like falling into a bowl, they have a ripple effect where they don't just affect the people who are around us, but they affect the people who are around us who then go and affect the people who are around them who then go. And so 
it's not just about recognizing that it's I'm just going to affect the people who I'm immediately in contact with, but who I am and the way that I live my life is going to have a much bigger impact on that because I'm going to influence other people who are going to take that influence and, and influence other people with that. And so we have to be so intentional about making sure that our choices actually align with the character that we... Um, with the character or the person that we want to be, who God is calling us to be. Um, and we're making um, choices that take us in that direction, on that path. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, about five years ago, Kylie and I were on the World Race, We were, which is a mission trip to 11 countries in 11 months. We're traveling around. And one of the women on the race said something that has always stuck with me. She said that the greatest difference between the life that Jesus lived and the life that I live is that Jesus never forgot his relationship with God. And I forget so much so often. And that really stuck with me. And I've shared that in some other contexts. I shared it last year in one of our worship sessions here at the school. And then this year, the student leaders here decided, partially based on the talk I gave last year, to make remembrance the like spiritual life theme for the year. And so we have this world racer who lives, uh, you know, in a, a different location now. She lives in middle America, a long way from New York City, who has impacted what the spiritual life theme is at the King's College five years down the road. And she has no idea that that's the case. And the King's students have no idea who she is. They will never see her. They will never thank her. They will never make the connection, unless they're listening to this episode, of how these things have come about. And that's just one small example. And so the things that we do, you know, they matter. Uh, they stretch out. They impact the world around us. And we're so focused on our own lives and how things benefit or uh or harm uh, my own experience that we f we forget that that we leave a, a wake behind us, and, and sometimes that wake is rocky and makes life difficult for people, and and sometimes it's beautiful and works in these really exponential ways to have an impact that we'll never see uh, the real fruit of. So we you know, talking about our world race friend, we we often think about leadership in terms of position. Uh, you know, president, CEO, um, those types of things, captain of a, of a sports team. But our approach at the crossroad is that everybody is a leader. Those people have a certain type of leadership, which is positional leadership. But, but the reality is we're all leaders because we all impact the people that are around us. Our definition of leadership is influencing others to get there. And since every single one of us influences the people around us, we are all leaders. And so an awareness of this reality uh, helps go kind of hand in hand with our ability to make good decisions. It helps us to to be aware of that crossroad, that intersection between stewarding our own character and being sure that we're mindful of the influence that we're leaving on other people. Um, while being aware of that influence, we have to make sure that we're not dependent on it. Um, one of the things that we do is we talk about the different types of influence in our trainings. Um, and there's five different types. And the 
the most important type of influence, the most influential is referent influence. And essentially referent influence comes from just doing life right, doing it well, Um, being the kind of person that others want to be. Um, That's what referent influence is. And um, sometimes when we do these trainings, people are like, oh, how can I get more of that? How can I get more of that? Um, But we need to make sure that our motivation is not towards selfish gain or selfish ends, right? How do we get more referent influence so that I have more power over people isn't how we should be thinking about this. It's how can I be more intentional about just leading myself as a person uh, and living my life well, because that's something that is going to glorify God and is going to have an impact on others. So not making it about me, but actually making it about others and um, just being intentional about walking that out is such an important uh, mindset to have because it's so easy for us as humans to just make it about me, um, about, oh, how's this going to make me look? How's this going to make me more powerful? Um, how is this going to give me the things that I need? Instead of saying, how are the things that I'm doing and the things that I'm stewarding my that I'm stewarding in my life, impacting others, um, serving others, um, and ultimately um, being an active participant of the kingdom of heaven on this earth. Yeah, there's a there's a guy that we work with here at the college who oversees our like honor and discipline issues, and he's someone that I think about as having this type of influence, this reverent influence. Uh, with with me and, and with a lot of people here at the school. Um, but I think what Kylie is talking about is so key because he's not he's not trying to manipulate me into liking him. He's not trying to uh, be somebody that others follow just for the sake of that. He's trying to do his best. And I think the thing that I like about him is that he is in a position that he's put himself in uh, where he's open to a lot of criticism and it takes a lot of courage to do what he does. He has to call students and tell them you're in, you know, you're in trouble and you've got to come in front of the, you know, council that we have that evaluates disciplinary measures. And he oversees that council. And, you know, those kinds of things can be scary. You're going to get some, you're going to get students who are going to yell at you. They're going to kind of blame you. They're going to take it out on you at the very least. And well, and he's the type of person who deeply loves harmony. Right. I think that's one of the things that I think is so great about him. He loves harmony and he's such a conflict avoider, but he's, he's got himself right in the middle of, of conflict at the school. Why? Well, because he has a value. um, Well, actually let's say it this way. His value for harmony realizes that you can't have harmony when there's conflict that's unresolved and said another way is that he's got an eye on the vision of what it takes to accomplish what we're trying to do here at King's. And that propels him to put himself in, in all kinds of situations. So, so we've got this guy who's doing his best, uh, and who's getting, you know, beat up occasionally. Uh, he's getting overlooked often. Um, and he's just trying to make his choices. And I see that and I want to do that. I want to make more courageous choices. I want to put myself in challenging situations for the betterment of a higher calling, of of a mission, of something greater than myself. When I see it in somebody else, I want 
to be the same. It's the way that I leave a Marvel movie with my chest a little bit puffed out. You know, I want to be like the examples that I see. And Marvel's a superficial version, but, you know, we have all of these examples all around us of people doing things uh, in really much more meaningful ways, often in much more subtle ways. Uh, and that's what referent influence is. It's you just living the life that you're living and people seeing it and saying, like, there's something something cool about that, something effective about that, that I, I'd like to find a way to adopt and make my own. So at the college, I'm actually um, known within the house, especially that I advise um, as someone who talks a lot about boundaries and a lot about stewarding your choices. And one of the reasons that I do this is because I can see how, um, first of all, when students come into the college, like they're coming out of living at home with their parents and pretty much for most of their life being, you know, sort of told what to do. Um, and this is the first time where they're truly independent um, and they get the opportunity to make choices for themselves, to do what they want. They've got so much freedom. And um, and so I see them come in and if you see them come in as freshmen, they're like, oh my gosh, Kings is hard. Like it's hard, right? And so I'm just trying to figure it all out, figure out how the system works, um, get good grades, do my classes. And then the second year, suddenly like this whole world of opportunity is opened up where you can be on uh, in student leadership. Um, you can be on a committee uh, for interregnum. You can be part of an org exec team. Um, you have all of these opportunities to do different things. Like you can get internships. You can, you're going to have to get a job because you live in New York City. And all of these students are, <laughs> I just see them like struggling so much with uh with an overwhelming amount of yeses that they have said. Um, and they're, they're tired and they're overcommitted. And so uh, one of the things that I think is so important is just to communicate boundaries to them and to communicate that they actually have the opportunity to make choices uh, and that the reason that they're overwhelmed and that they're stressed right now is because they have had a lack of boundaries. They're, they're they have said yes to way too many things and their choices um, have been yes, 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 as opposed to saying um, yes to this, no to that, yes, no, no, no. Um, but I'm going to do these two things really, really, really well. Um, and so... I just like see so much value in um, advising them and just talking through them about talking with them about their choices uh, and which ones are actually really important to them and which ones are maybe just like they were excited about it, but it doesn't really align with who they are um, or the direction they actually want to go in life. They just, you know, it, it seemed sparkly and shiny and they said yes to it because it seemed exciting. Um, and so all of this to say that the choices that you will make are going to set parameters, are going to set boundaries for A, the path that you're going to be on in your life, the trajectory that you're going to take, 
but are also going to set boundaries for who you will influence um, in your life, right? You're going to say yes to being on a student org and the people that you are going to interact with on that student org are going to be people that you're going to have an impact and an effect on. Uh, And the people who you are going to interact with if you're in student leadership, the same thing. You're going to impact and affect your house and the people of your house really intentionally if you do so. Um, And if you say yes to way too many things, then you're not bringing your best self to all of these different uh, arenas of your life. And that's going to affect how you influence people. Um, You're going to be tired. You're going to show up and you're going to be, your glass is half empty um, and you're not going to be able to give it your all. And so your choices and the, the, the yeses that you make, um, you need to steward those so, so intentionally because those are going to set parameters for not only who you will influence, but how you will influence people and will affect ultimately your ability to lead others. Uh, And so we just need to be so, so intentional about making sure that we're not overburdening ourselves or overstretching ourselves, but instead are saying yes to the things that are really meaningful and important to us. Um, And no to the things that might not take us where we want to go, which brings me to the next point about how our choices affect leadership, which is that um, if you're showing up with your glass half empty to things, um, you're probably going to have a pretty negative perspective about what you're doing, about how you're um, investing in people. You're tired. Um, Sometimes like sometimes I get angry and frustrated and end up in the victim circle, but it's because of the effects of my own personal choices that have brought me to that place. And so we need to remember that our choices are actually a freedom circle behavior. Um, We have an ability to influence and impact people in this world through what we do. And we need to make sure that we steward those effectively and well and recognize that our choices are something we can control and so when we show up at any given situation and we're tired or we're frustrated or grumpy or not prepared it's because of a lack of our own personal boundaries and is due to our own choices not to somebody else's and so we need to be really intentional about stewarding our choices so that we can have a positive impact on people and actually be um, making our choices from a space where we say this isn't about my circumstances changing so that I can be okay but this is about me recognizing that I have made the choice to be here and I'm going to be intentional about using that to the to my best ability in order to contribute and influence those people that are around me. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about boundaries and influence and the the uh, relationship between the two lately. And one of the things that has stuck out to me is a this great paradox between boundaries and influence. Uh, because on one hand, the thing about making a, a choice about uh, the thing about making a choice is you're setting a boundary. When you agree or you, when you decide I'm going to do X, you're cutting yourself off to the other possible choices, right? You're necessarily choosing a path which uh, eliminates the other paths as options. 
And so when we do that, it feels kind of very limiting and it feels like we're committing ourselves to something specific. And so when we're talking about setting parameters, that's kind of what we're talking about. When you make a choice, you are putting up certain boundaries and that affects uh, who you are. It affects your ability to lead. But here's the interesting thing about that. Uh, Take Kylie and I's marriage, for example. By choosing to be married to Kylie specifically, I'm setting certain parameters for the way that I am going to influence the students at this school. They are going to see me married to Kylie. They're going to see my marriage with Kylie. They're going to see the two of us together. They're not going to see me with other women. They're not going to see me. Nope. (laughs) No chance. They're not going to see me married to anybody else. They're not going to see me single. They're not going to see me dating. They're not going to see me engaged. And so in one way, uh, choosing to be married to Kylie is this very limiting factor. I'm going to influence in this very specific way. Now, on the other hand, making that choice and being married to Kylie specifically opens me up to a world of vast influence that I wouldn't have if all of those other options were on the table. And so because of the specific marriage that Kylie and I have, the students get to see uh, an example. They get to see us. They get to see the unique magic that is two people committed to one another. And in some ways, that is way more powerful than any of the limiting factors that might come alongside of it. The students don't get to see me being single. That's, you know, in my mind right now, I'm thinking, gosh, that fails in comparison to them getting to see me married to Kylie. Because it's the best thing ever. (laughs) So our, our choices have this great paradox of eliminating us from certain ways to influence, but also expanding our ability to influence. And so when Kylie's talking about freedom circle behavior, that's really the heart of what we're getting at. When we make our choices, we are being intentional about the way that we're going to choose to live our life and therefore the ways in which we're going to influence others. And that's not a limiting thing. That's a powerful thing. And so leaning into that and stepping into that with intention is actually more powerful than having these broad strokes, anything is possible, no parameters on us. Because when there's no parameter for your influence, the question becomes, are you really influencing effectively at all? Yeah, so all this to say, this entire season has been about choices because we realize um, that there are so many out there um, and we can be so frozen um, when we get to big decisions because we haven't learned how to steward even the smaller choices in our lives. And we just thought it would be such a helpful thing to talk about as especially like within our world. Obviously, um, Joe and I work with college students every day who are wrestling with what it looks like to steward choices. Um, And that just is that isn't just like college students at the King's College. That's an entire generation of young adults right now who are in a position where they're trying to figure out what it looks like to be really intentional about, well, not even that. I don't know if they're even trying to do that. I think what they're trying to do is get other people to tell them what to do because that's the easier option. But the more valuable thing is to talk about what it actually looks like to make 
wise choices for your life that are consistent with your values, that are based upon a vision, and that will impact the world around you as you steward your character um, and just walk your life down this journey. Um, So all of this to say um, that the choices that you make are important. Um, They matter and there are consequences for them. And so please, please, please be intentional about thinking about and evaluating what the best choices are for you before you ever make them. Um, And also, it's okay if you make a poor choice um, because there's always tomorrow. There's always another choice in front of you and there's always grace. And so it's a balance of responsibility, but also recognizing that it's okay if you fail because there is always another opportunity for you to make a better and different choice. Um, Thank you so much for listening to our season on how to make a choice. Um, It is such a pleasure for us to get to do this um, and talk about these things. And we will see you, see you, you will hear us. Um, We'll be around uh, in a couple of months with our next season, which is going to be all about how to build a meaningful organization. Thank you for listening to the Crossroad Podcast. The world is out there waiting for you to become the best leader you can possibly be. We hope our conversations have helped. For more, please visit our website, thecrossroad.net.